Hello. Christopher. How are you doing? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Uh, are you in Australia? Are you? I'm in South America at the moment. Oh, okay. Peru. Peru. Oh, nice. Uh -huh. Okay. So you're what about to you? I am. Well, I'm not much of a nomad, but I've been working online for. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got, I've got a really fantastic guest for you today, John Wood, and he's got an online business. He's able to thrive and he's living in Peru for the last two years. He's got a fantastic message um, around just self-development, self-improvement. He's uh He's uh, he talks about burn your self help books, fire your life coach, ditch the meditation apps, which I'm really quite interested to hear about. And he's got a fantastic view on life, which I reason why I brought him on. So, John, welcome. Thank you, Christopher. It's good to be here, man. Yeah. Um. So, kind of, uh, you know, set the stage. You have a really interest. I did. I was a digital nomad in 2016. Learned from all these online entrepreneurs. They're they're building, like, you know, seven figure businesses. They didn't. They were ditching their nine to five. You know, they weren't. They didn't have any bosses or you know all this stuff. So, talk about your story, your journey, and I'm excited to dive right into the conversation. Uh, cool. <laughs> well. I mean, I've been in this game working online for 12, I think 2011, so 12, 13 years now, originally from Sydney, Australia, and uh, had a job at the time that I did not, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. So I <laughs> wasted a lot of time online while I was at this office and somehow found a uh, job at job listing, I suppose, for an internship uh -huh. doing marketing at some uh, beach resorts in the <laughs> Philippines. So I ended up moving to the Philippines for a year and and uh, staying at this uh, couple of different resorts, not getting paid money, but they basically gave me food and a room in exchange for me doing some marketing for them a couple of days a week. And that was where it started. And that was, like I said, that was 2011. And after that, went to Thailand, spent six, seven years in Thailand, bounced around to a bunch of other places, 20, 25 countries. I don't know at this point. Now I'm in Peru. Yeah. Uh, in South America, building a business while also doing, um, I don't know if you're into psychedelics, but there's a big, you know, ayahuasca, uh, San Pedro, mushroom, psilocybin, all these things are starting to come into the mainstream. So yeah, I've used my business, I guess, to come over to South America and explore a bit of that while I'm, you know, balancing that with business as well. So yeah, yeah, man, it's been amazing. Yeah. And it's quite interesting because you have, um, you're actually living, um, I know, I think Tim Ferriss was talking about ayahuasca um, and he was kind of like the first like kind of person that talked about digital nomad ship. Um, and, you know, one thing that a lot of, I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs about is basically a lot of them are into self-development self. They, you know, have got, they've got life coaches, you know, they're, they've got their morning routine, cold shower, meditation apps, all of that. But you actually talk, you actually are anti all of that. And yet you're still able to accomplish what they have. So kind of talk about this, um, you know, kind of, it sounds like kind of more minimalism and, and basically get to the core of things. Uh, so talk about that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done all that stuff. I've, you know, I meditated 20 minutes a day for almost 10 <laughs> years. I don't really do it anymore, but um, you know, gratitude lists, journaling, all the self-help books, it's not crawling. There's too many to read, but like <laughs> I've done all the shit that most people talk about, right? Like I spas, breath work, affirmations, like all the stuff that gets recommended. And there's like, there's good in all of it. But I think for the longest time, for a long time, I was, I felt like I was searching, 
for something. I didn't even really know what it was. I was just searching for something was missing and I couldn't put my finger on what exactly that was. Life was pretty good at the time. You know, I made good money. I lived in Thailand. I had a great girlfriend and just a fantastic lifestyle, a lifestyle that most people dream of. And yet something was like, I'm not happy. I'm not fulfilled. Something's not right. And looking back, I think I was probably, you know, decently a fair, a fair, a fairly anxious. Um, I wouldn't have recognized that at the time because I think I was quite disconnected from what was happening in my body. Um, mm. And so, yeah, so, so I was trying all these different things, trying yeah, self-help courses, live coaching. I'd seen different therapists and, uh, you know, spiritual books, psychedelics, all of it. And like I said, there is good in all of it. But then I think it was 2020, 2020, I spoke to a friend. She said she'd just gotten off the phone with a, just started doing sessions with a, what's called a somatic therapist. Now somatic just refers to the body instead of, you know, psyche, somatic is the, the physical unit that we have. And so she'd seen like a somatic therapist, someone who helps you work with the body instead of talking about what happened and say in the past or talking about why you're frustrated, why you're depressed, why you're anxious. It's about, okay, let's move into the body and start to feel what's really happening. And the way she described her session is something sparked me. I'm like that, that I need that. I don't know what it was, but I want to do that. And so I went to Google and searched for, uh, I think it was somatic experiencing. That's one of the, that's one of the official, uh, um, there's different modalities, different schools of thought in the somatic world. So I looked up somatic experiencing plus a verse TRE, which is a, a thing where you can basically activate the shaking mechanism in the body to release stress. And I found this fantastic article, which just explained why um, the somatic approach or the somatic experiencing specifically is far more, I want to say just better than TRE and, and a lot of other things that people use to force stress and, and things out of the nervous system. So then went down this big rabbit hole with that. And I think within one or two weeks, I'm like, man, this is, this has given me already everything I wanted to get from all the other shit I was doing. And it gave it to me, you know, in one or two weeks, that's not to say it was finished then, but it was like, it only took a week or two where I'm like, Oh, this is it. This is, this is, this is just the thing I want to get all in on in terms of being happy and grounded and healthy and whole and fulfilled and all those things. And so that was 2020 and it has been the most magical journey. And it's given me so much in terms of just everything. But the whole idea is basically learn to work with your nervous system. The nervous system is at the core of everything we're doing. The mind is really just a reflection, we might say, of the nervous system and stress response. So if we learn to work with the nervous system and the stress response, we can get it to relax a lot more, which is going to get rid of a lot of the negative thoughts, allows us to sleep better. We digest food better. We have more energy. We start to feel what our path is in life. Instead of having to journal and think and do everything intellectually, we can start to feel for our path. And so, um, yeah, it's just been the most amazing, incredible journey. And the weird thing is very few people know about it. Like it's, uh -huh. to me, it's, it's not a little bit better than meditation. It's like, if, if meditation was like a Honda Civic or a cheap little car yeah. to be, to use one example, this way of working with the nervous system to me is like a Ferrari or meditation and all those self-help things that most people do to me feels like a, like a standard definition TV and the nervous system approach is to me more like a high def ultra high definition TV where it's the same basic idea of working with the mind and the body and the soul, but it's just better. I don't know how else to put it. It's so much better. It has changed my life. It's changed the lives of people I know. And um, yeah. And then now I eventually was like, I'm going to tell people about this because most people have never heard of it. So that's why I started Ray chart. And then that's how we ended up here today. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I love this idea of um, 
getting into the body and we'll talk about, you know, your philosophy behind Rage Heart, um, which is interesting. And would, would the way you were describing it is, is this similar to basically intuition? Like just because like when, when I was like in 2008, when I was contemplating just kind of just uh, like, I was just say F the system and um, you know, I'm sick of this court, you know, this whole Western way of thinking and then basically I, I didn't do any of that. I just kind of went into my intuition. Is that the same thing or no? Well, that's part of it, right? So it's not like one technique, right? So one aspect of getting into the body is learning to follow the impulse. I don't usually use the word intuition, but <laughs> we think about going to the bathroom. It's not a thought that I mean, can express as a thought, but really it's a feeling in our lower abdomen that tells us it's time to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and so we can start to feel in our body and our body will start to speak to us in terms of what to do, like food and sleeping and uh, bathroom breaks. And then also what's our purpose, yeah. you know, but that really, that's only a, that's an important piece, but really, I guess the core of it, of Rage Heart and what I'm teaching people now is understanding how the nervous system works, how it moves into, we call it sympathetic or fight or flight, how it starts to get activated and what deactivates it. Because most people are living in this, we call it sympathetic activation, right? They're constantly yeah. in on mode. They go, 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 do, do, do. And, uh, you know, we can take some deep breaths. <clears throat> we can do different things like that, meditate. But there's some very, you know, as an example, there's lots of different things you can do with it. Lots of things I teach people. But one example is often when we're feeling stressed, the problem is that we just don't feel safe, oh. right? It's not that we're thinking too much. It's not that um, so-and-so said this thing or whatever it is that happened. It's that we don't feel safe at the very core of the, the fundamental level. It's an issue of safety. Oh. No one's talking about this and no one tells you this stuff for some reason. Uh, yeah. And so, okay, if I feel unsafe, if I'm feeling stressed, and I'm not hungry and I'm snapping at my kids and I can't sleep. How do I change that? Right. I can do like a sleep meditation, but really, again, the core is I don't feel safe. So yeah. in the nervous system, you know, approach, I'm not the only one. I didn't discover this stuff. I'm just passing it on or sharing it. We can start to look what you say to people, orient to the safety in the environment, actually look around and see if it's safe. And this is the same thing. If you have cats or dogs, animals, there's a sound, humans do it too, we're animals as well. There's a loud sound, we we look towards the sound, we orient towards the threat. Yeah. It's like an instinctual, unconscious method of, is it a threat? Oh, it's not a threat, okay, I can relax. And so sometimes when we've been spending a lifetime of stress, a lifetime of go, go, and go, and go, uh -huh. we don't do this as much as we should, or as much as would help us. So that's just one example. There's so many different things ways of getting people into the body, ways of helping the system come out of that sympathetic activation and into relaxation. That's just, that's really a starting point is safety, teaching people how to orient and see, yeah. is it actually safe here right now? And yeah. as I look around, I'll do that. How does that change how I feel? Yeah. It, it really, it's really interesting the way you describe it. And, um, and we'll talk about some of the resources later on how you came about this. And so the next question is, so for example, like a lot of people, they have uh, PTSD or they get triggered, uh, you know, it's a lot of th different things. And basically when they get triggered, they go into this fight or flight or this negative and they run away. And so in this scenario, how would, how would you, how would Rage Heart help? Like what, like, I know you say, don't, don't take a deep breath, but you, talk about you know feeling into the body with eyes wide open how would somebody address these triggers with your system i mean it depends on what's 
It's like, how long do you have? How long can we talk for? But uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, at a basic level, it's that whether the trigger is right here, you know, someone just yelled at me, right? Or there's a barking dog. Something's like the threat is happening right now hmm. or it happened 10 years ago or 30 years ago, whatever it ha- like happened. It's yeah. almost like as far as the nervous system is concerned, it's the same thing. It's happening right now. Like the feeling, the somatic, the experience of what's coming up is it's as if it's happening right now. So the tools are the same, right? So often when people go through severe stress, whether it's, you know, literally happening right now or it happened in the past, there's a tendency to disconnect, right? And I think as Westerners, we're very good at this because we've spent a lifetime in our heads (laughs) is we think we're feeling, well, I'm so angry. And it's like, well, that's a thought. That's a, like a intellectual or a, a conceptualization of a feeling. I'm angry. I'm so furious with you, but what does it feel like? Right? What does anger actually feel like in the body? What does yeah. fear feel like? What does shame feel like? We say, oh, I'm so ashamed. I'm so embarrassed. I feel like an imposter. These are all stories. They're all words. Words aren't feelings. We can't literally feel a word. And so when it comes to working with these kinds of things, it's helping people to start to feel, not to be like, well, I'm angry or I'm really scared or I'm really anxious, but to start to make contact with, okay, you know, if I'm feeling say anxious there might be a sense of butterflies or might say like a sense of movement down in my stomach area i might find i have no appetite if i gave it a temperature it might so i might say it feels a bit cold right Uh and so now i'm starting to make contact with the raw sensation the sensory experience of the feeling not my verbal or description of the experience if that makes sense and so that's why one of these um school one of the schools that teaches this uh, somatic experiencing that's the idea experiencing the somatic the physical expression of these things and that's why it's about getting people into the body because if we're not in the body which means feeling what's happening in the body uh-huh. <clears throat> we can't actually experience it and then it can't release right so if someone's got ptsd or there's a trigger it's learning to okay that trigger okay that's interesting that happened what am i feeling in my body right now are my shoulders like kind of going up a little bit <laughs> is my heart starting like the chest starting to close how does my sort of butthole or butt feel? Am I starting to clench that a little bit? <laughs> you know, are you starting to learn to relax these parts? Yeah. You know, uh, and sometimes it can be like, it's, it's part of it's, you know, experiencing the feeling. Someone's feelings just want to be felt. Yeah. But sometimes there's also like feelings want to be expressed. So we think about fight or flight, flight would be running away. Fight would be attacking and destroying. And so what does that look like? Well, I mean, running away is pretty obvious. You actually, you could just run on the spot when you're feeling it. The alternative is to, well, for fighting, you know, there's techniques where it's like learning to growl, learning to getting a towel and trying to rip it up, rip it in half, learning to snarl the way watch dogs and cats when they're pissed off. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't screw around. They're, they're going to like, they're going to like raise their upper lip. Their eyes are going to narrow. Like it's a very physical, it's not just words. The dog doesn't come in and be like, Hey, I'm so angry. You, ate some of my food. he just you know like to primal and so there's an element of that too like learning helping people get into that mode rather than again in our western world we're so good at being up here and so it's about getting people down here yeah uh, yeah very interesting and then another question i have i have so many questions i know we have um you know uh we know we're limited in time and so one thing is uh this idea of you talk about sympathetic which is that fight and then the parasympathetic is rest and then uh so you know a lot of westerners they just say like the breath is where you start but you actually say um you say uh 
I'm not sure if you say screw that, but you talk about feeling into the body with the eyes. Is this just another way of connecting with the body, like breathing and then just like what you described, feeling into the body and um, like labeling in terms of sensations and feelings as opposed to words is what, uh, what I'm getting out of this. Yeah, I mean, the, like the idea of labeling, like saying, well, what temperature is this? If this feeling had a temperature, what like would it be cold or hot or warm or something else? Is it changing? Like the point of the, it doesn't mean you always have to ask those questions. The point is the questions are a way to like an entry point, a doorway into directly experiencing it. Because often, I mean, I've, I was like this when I first got in. Someone said, what are you feeling? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. You ask most people, I think a lot of men, especially, what are you feeling right now? They're like, I don't, what do you mean? Yeah. They could no idea what, you know, so this is a way for people to learn to feel. Um, you mentioned that, and there's all kinds of ways, you know, it's like, what color is it? What, you know, what temperature is it? If it had an image associated with it, you know, like when I've noticed like a shame, sometimes I, I feel like a swamp, you know, like it's an image. I see like, it's just like icky, like a swamp feeling to it, you know? Yeah. Um, is it moving around? Is it sharp in like one point? Is it diffuse? Is, yeah, is it dynamic and moving and does it stay in one spot? So these are all ways, questions to get people to actually feel rather than think about it. And as for the eyes open, I know for me, and I, I tend to think this is true for a lot of people that I've done, I mean, I've done a lot of meditation. So with my eyes shut, it's like I'm there and I can be very present, but often I think what's happening is I'm sort of floating off a little bit. I don't know how, you know, it's not like I'm completely still there, but I'm not... I'm a bit like floaty, like I'm halfway asleep. Yeah. I'm not asleep, but I'm like not fully paying attention. It's like I'm, I would say that I'm actually disconnected from my body and uh -huh. my eye with my eyes shut. It's a bit easy to do that. Uh -huh. You know, I think this is one of the dangers of meditation. Yeah. Whereas when I have my eyes open, I'd love to see some signs on this. I don't know if anyone's actually studied this yet, but the explanation that I have heard is that when our eyes are open, we're activating the uh, ventral vagal. So there's a nerve that runs down the vagus nerve, nerve yeah. that runs down the front, goes into our chest. And it's part of our social engagement system. So it's part of this para parasympathetic system. Yeah. Our eyes open is going to activate that more, which is then going to keep us in basically what we'd say is like a, a good nervous system zone for feeling. So that can, then <clears throat> when it comes to feeling what's going on, say in the body, can I do it while looking around? Can I like, you know, look at that tree and also feel that funny feeling in my stomach? Or can I look at the tree and also feel the ground, you know, and this balancing both together is um, there's a lot of amazing stuff that happens with that. And that's when it really integrates. One problem with meditation is that <clears throat> we can meditate and we can even get pretty far with it and develop our awareness to a very high degree with our eyes shut. Yeah. But then we open our eyes and it's like that internal awareness isn't connected or integrated with the external. Yeah. And uh, again, I, I don't, I'd love to see some signs on this. I don't know if anyone's studying it yet, but like I've seen these some people who meditate a lot, they can, maybe they're great at meditating, but they're also a bit spacey. I don't know how else to put it. They're a bit spacey, a bit disorganized. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're good people, you know, and then if I, you know, I do, um, jujitsu right and so i can roll with people and kind of see how relaxed are they how aware are they of where their body is and their stress response uh -huh. and people who meditate are not the most relaxed people that i meet so i'm like uh -huh. something's something's wrong here like some things i i tend to think i wonder how much of it is it's not embodied it's not they're not yeah it's very hard to put into words but it's something that i, I experience and i can observe all right and so that's why eyes open to me i'll still shut my eyes sometimes but as a general rule my eyes are open
Interesting. When I'm feeling what's happening in the body. Yeah. Very fascinating. I think I'm wondering if this is like another dimension to accessing, you know, this kind of flow core state, um, you know, different techniques. It's the first time, you know, I've heard physiology, you know, Tony Robbins talks about, you know, getting into your body and feeling it, but you're talking about like kind of uh, working with it and rewiring it. Um, yeah, I know we have kind of limited time. And so kind of what, what are the resources that set you on this path, like in particular books or podcasts and, um, how can people reach out to you and, and, and learn more about this, um, this, uh, the rage heart and the philosophy behind it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll do your first point on, you know, Tony Robbins and getting into the body and all of that, like a big part of it is, <laughs> There's different techniques depending on where, what we've been through. We're gonna, it's gonna be harder or easier. Some people it can be very difficult. But I remember when I first started doing it, it's like if I look around and feel the ground and use these techniques to draw, I would say drop into my body. I could literally feel. It's like I didn't realize I was spending all my. This is gonna sound like I'm such a hippie, but I don't know how else to put it. Like <laughs> energetically, I'm all up in my head. Uh-huh. And as I started to say, feel the ground and look around, I literally felt something settle down. It's like I could feel this movement from all this stuff up in my head uh-huh. down into the rest of my body uh-huh. as if I was dropping in or uh, like landing. Or if I had like a, again, this is not meant to be like a literal truth, just a way to describe it. But as if there was like a soul that like a, you know, a cloud that envelops the body, you uh-huh. know, beyond the physical, the aura, I think some people would call it. And the whole thing was concentrated up in my head and then when i started working with this it's like i could literally feel this thing like settling down into my body and i don't i don't know if that's my aura just a (laughs) sense of like things just settling in it's just a way to describe it and with that came the sense of like the mind is just like oh it's gone it comes back it's not like it's gone forever yeah but now it's like if i just want to just drop in and get rid of the thoughts it's so easy Something uh-huh. that was so difficult with meditation. Maybe I could do it while meditating, but it was it was very, very difficult the rest of the time. Like yeah. linking those two things together, the meditation, the rest of life was very was two separate compartments. Now it's all the same thing. And I can just drop into that state immediately. And uh, you know, I've got people who come through Ray Chart, which is where I teach people about this now, which brings me to the resources. One guy, one of the first guys who sign up, he's like, Man, this was harder than I expected. Uh-huh. But once it clicked, it silenced my mind like never before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a very common thing where people are like, oh my God, this, oh shit, it's gone. It comes back, but it's it's just, it's more silent, more quiet, more relaxed. You know, it's beautiful. Uh-huh. And so as far as resources go, I mean, the best place would be to just go to Rage Heart, like Brave Heart, the movie with Mel Gibson, Rage, because yeah. uh, working with rage and aggression was a big part of my journey. So if people go to rageheart.co. Or just type in Rage Heart at Google. I think I'll be number one. Uh, you go to the website. There's a you know the, some content on the on the homepage you can read about. And if it sounds interesting, sign up to the email list and uh, you can learn more about it. Yeah, so. interesting. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it's quite interesting. It's the way you just like kind of um, you're working with the energy, and I'm sure the way you describe it makes it sound like um, you know you energetically feel lighter as opposed to heavier with all these thoughts and you know in your head and. Um, uh fascinating and so for all the audience out there um this quite quite interesting um all of um john's resources will be in the links and show notes and um be sure to give him a like and follow and um, with that thanks so much for coming on thanks christopher thanks for having me mate cheers